Hey, Business Lunch listeners, welcome to today's episode. And today's episode is a little bit different because Roland is actually getting interviewed today by Ed O'Keefe. And Ed's an absolute legend in the internet marketing space. He's helped transform businesses and industries like finance, the coaching and consulting space, and also with health and supplement products. And on this episode, Ed interviews Roland about something called consulting for equity. And it's basically how experts can stop trading their time for money and how they can actually utilize their knowledge and expertise to gain equity in companies. It's an awesome interview where you're actually able to see a little bit more into the genius of Roland. So stick around. We're going to get into that interview right after this. How much more successful would you be if you had lunch with insanely successful entrepreneurs who shared their biggest secrets on how they think and achieve success? Well, now you can. Here, successful entrepreneurs reveal their step-by-step strategies and other fascinating stories. So grab your seat at the table because this is Business Lunch with Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice. Hi, everyone. This is Ed O'Keefe, and I'm here with uh, Roland Frazier. What's up, Roland? How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you doing? Awesome. I'm super stoked to talk about, I know, one of your favorite topics. It's becoming one of my favorite topics. Just so everyone knows, Roland has created what I think is probably one of the best pathways for to get wealthy through uh, something called Consulting for Equity. It's perfect for, obviously, consultants, but it's also perfect for our coaches, high-ticket coaches, Experts, authors, agency owners, successful business owners, SaaS creators, professionals looking to transition. Um, really, Roland, I, I want you to dive into this in a second to share like what is consulting for equity and how you came. We're gonna like the whole the whole show today is to go through Roland's journey of creating it and how is literally the best way to get paid, create recurring revenue as well as equity and some big exits as well. So, so welcome to the interview today, the show. Yeah. Good to be here. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's take, take us all back. Like how, how do tell us what it, in your mind consulting for equity is first, and then we'll kind of work back to like how it all got started and stuff like that. Sure. Well, so you have, uh, you have a lot of ways that you can be compensated for something. You can be compensated. I I say there's five real levels to it. You've got the one that most of us do, which is we give free advice. People ask us for our help and to use our IP and to benefit from the knowledge we've got. And because we're good human beings and want to give back to other people, we help them out, which I highly recommend doing. The challenge is where do you draw the line of spending all of your time doing that And then that starts to take away from your family and your other time that you've got available to do things. And so uh, there has to be, I think, a dividing line, a point at which you say, I'm willing to share and help people, but within the context of a short exchange, um, not something that is, okay, well, we need to like dive into all the questions that I've got that are going to help me give you the advice that I can ultimately give you. And so that's like, that's level one. That's the free advice. Level two is that we go and maybe we say, well, what if I started turning that knowledge into an actual compensable skill and I charge by the hour for what I do, which I did for years as an attorney. And even if though you charge a thousand dollars an hour, right? You're limited. Let's say maybe you can bill 2000 hours a year. So like that's $2 million and that's where you're capped out, which sounds good, but then you take out expenses and advertising and costs and partners and rent and all the expenses. And maybe you can make, you know, 
200, 400, 500, $600,000. I say I call them dancing bears, right? You're dancing bear because as long as you dance, people throw money. But when you stop because you're out of hours that will allow you to dance, then the money stops. Right. And, um, and that's the trap that you refer yeah, to, the dollars yeah. for hours trap. So, so I never really liked the idea of being a consultant because I saw that trap. And yeah. even though I did practice law for several years where I did, you know, we build by the 10th of an hour, you know, you get, you get really granular with your tracking of your time and you get really aware of what you're able to get for that and what the limitations are. So then the next level, which we also, I learned practicing law, is that you can charge a flat fee. Mm. So the nice thing about flat fees are that if you've got a service that you perform over and over and over, it becomes kind of rote. You systematize it. You've got staff that can help do a lot of, the, uh, a lot of what's being done. And um, so if I can charge $1,000 to do a thing, like for us, it would be maybe a document. Maybe I don't think we charge $2,000 to form a corporation. Right. Well, I don't spend 10 minutes forming yeah. a corporation, right? I don't have to do that. I get a flat fee. So that's nice. It lets me leverage the knowledge that I've accumulated in the systems that I've built to deliver the knowledge or the service that I've got. That's a really cool model. And I think that's where most people cap out. The next level three, uh, that was level three, the next level, level four, would be where you actually get into a revenue share. So you're saying, okay, we've got a project I'm gonna consult on. Yeah. You've got this thing that you wanna have done, and we're gonna talk about it, and then I'm gonna help you make it happen, and I know that I'm gonna create a continuing value for you in that thing. And so I say, well, Ed, if I'm going to do that for you, like maybe it's, uh, I'm going to create an advertising campaign to help you get clients. Anything that comes through that effort that I've done to create that intellectual property asset that I own, I'm effectively licensing it to you right. to use the way that we talked about and receiving some sort of uh, revenue, some share of the revenue that comes from right. it, right? And it's better as a revenue share than a profit share because revenue, you get a lower share, but there's no manipulation of what the profits are, yeah. right? For your, you know, your Ferrari and your trip to Tahiti that, with your family to have the <laughs> yeah. retreat, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, so that's level four. And then um, for me, I was, I was just always thinking, I was like, well, what I'm doing when I do this stuff is I'm really helping somebody build their brand. I'm helping them build an asset, which I watched as an attorney, people sell over and over and over for multiples of the profits that the things that I had helped create were generating. And so I was like, okay, well, anytime that you're a consultant, the rev share goes away basically at some point or doesn't apply company-wide. It only applies to the thing you do. Or it doesn't pan out how you thought it would on the front right. end, which is very is actually one of the most common right. challenges with just rev shares. Right, or, or it goes away because it's a campaign that you helped with and they run that campaign for a year and a half and then some other person gets to do that, right? So I was like, well, how could you get compensated on a continuing basis for the things that you do and actually be part of the whole company that wouldn't go away and, um, and the answer to me was to get a piece of ownership or equity in the company. Right. And when you have ownership in the company, then you have the ability to get paid forever. You have the ability to do something one time and have a continuing ownership interest, just like somebody that buys share, a share of stock in right. a company, yeah. right? So, um, so what I started doing was I started offering that I'll help you with this problem that you've got or this challenge. But what I want for that is I want to have a bit of ownership in the company. And so that's really kind of when I started doing that 
at scale. And when you, just for clarification, because I know like when people look at like level three, level four, most people are probably either in, I give free or all four stages in some level, like I give free advice, I'm wasting a lot. Like for you, you liked helping people, yep. right? So we can even go back to that. You liked helping people, you'd run events, you'd run high ticket coaching seminars and people would, or you'd speak at other people's events, they'd come up and try and talk to you. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you a question? You got a minute. And uh, my understanding is like one of the things you told me was the challenge with that is it just got, none of those relationships panned out into actual serious partners. That's a big challenge with it, correct? Yeah, 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 very, very few, right? So, so when you're, you're helping somebody for free, free has no value, meaning that the people don't have skin in the game and therefore they're less likely to try to get a return on the investment that they've made by taking action on the things that you're talking about. So I have a good friend of mine who sat here with me uh, night before last and um, the way that he came to sit on my couch was to give me $25,000 to spend four hours with him here. Yeah. And, and he's a friend of mine and I've had lunch with him and I've talked to him throughout the years and I've helped him with a particular situation that he's in that um, nothing has changed. And so when he called me and asked me. As a friend, when you're giving him free yeah, advice, nothing changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, when he called me again about this thing that we've talked about several times, and he said, hey, you know, I just wanted to see, I'm, I'm a, I think that I need to do this, this, and this. What do you think? And I said, I think you need to hire me to help you because if you don't, you won't take action. Yep. And do you know how I know that? Because <laughs> you haven't, yeah, right? Yeah. So with love, the best thing that I can do for my friends, for my potential clients, is to actually have them invest in yes. themselves yeah. so that they have skin in the game, so that there is pain yeah. for them if they say, I mean, I spent that money yeah. and I got that advice, but I'm not doing anything. Well, well and so the, regarding uh, giving free advice, there's like two, two layers to that problem is number one is if you don't charge them and somebody mentally is like, I'm willing to invest 5,000, 10,000, 15,000, $25,000 to solve this problem, mm -hmm. but you give the free advice, well, he or she still has that money in their head, they're willing to go spend with somebody else. Right. And they're gonna, they will go spend it yeah. or go buy the service or, uh, or hire somebody. And the second part is that many business models are designed on give free advice with the hopes that they become clients or the hopes that they use your services right. or your software. So can you talk about the second part a little bit, like on the, on the, the agency, side. on the hope, yeah, the hope side yeah. of it. It's kind of cool because um, I, was, I was thinking about how I, how I do that because somebody just asked me a, a, a similar question. It's like, well, how do I give advice without, like how do I give advice but, not, but then get people to want to retain me but also not be a jerk and say, you know, yeah. well, you know, the meter's up and so I can't give you any, I can't have this conversation with you unless yeah. you pay me money because that's just weird, right? So the answer that I found is that when someone talks with you and says, uh, can you help me out? You say, well, tell me what it is that you need help with. So now what you get there is you, get, you let them talk about the challenge that they've got so you can hear what is the thing? What is the constraint? What's the issue? What's the limitation that they're dealing with? And um, then you can say it back to them. So what you're saying is that one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you say, why do you think that is? 
and then they'll tell you why they think it is. Now, at that point, that's the conversation that you're going to have before you get retained. When you get retained, and, or, or, or when you get to that point, now I say, man, I can think of three or four things that would probably solve that for you, but I would need to get to sit down with you, drill down, get more information, more facts, and really set out a plan. And that's gonna take about four hours. The way that I do that, and then you go into sure, yeah, yeah, your consult, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And I found that that's really helpful. So I don't feel like I'm shutting somebody down. They're getting to have the catharsis of, you know, of, of emoting and communicating yes. to me and telling me what the challenge is, which is pent up in everybody, right? All of us want to share that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. To, hear, to, felt, to feel heard and understood, and then uh, to have somebody say, I think I have some answers for you. Right here's the process by which we'll get to those answers. Yeah. And that that's a good way to do that. Did that answer? Yeah, what? it totally does. And then, so the dream scenario, I wanna ask the, I wanna, so the dream scenario or the game plan with consulting for equity or equity consulting is you're getting paid as a consultant or a mentor upfront. Mm -hmm. The way we structure the consult day is, is designed in such a way that you not only help solve problems, but you expand opportunities. Correct. And then at the, as a, is it because of that, the way I phrased it too was by solving their existing problems, but expanding their, their opportunities, there's a natural inclination for them to say, would you, how can I get you to continue to help me with that? Right. And that's where like the equity conversation yes. or partnership uh, will form, correct? Yeah. So the, so the way that it, that it works is that you, you start out with somebody's got a challenge. They come to you for help. They ask, can you help me? You say that you go through that process I just yeah, talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Now it's okay. The next step is for us to actually drill down to these things. That's a paid consult because now you've got something for your time and you've got a filter more than anything for people who aren't willing to invest in themselves because somebody that's not willing to invest in themselves or isn't ready. It's not their bad people. It's just, they don't have time right now. And if you're not willing to invest in yourself, why should I be? Yeah. So now that solves the, how do I allocate my time and how do I know who's actually interested, qualify somebody to be interested in enough in what they've got going on to be willing to invest in it. I also get paid for my time, which I do want because given the choice between getting paid for my time and not getting paid for my time, I prefer to get paid for it, right. but I'm not building a dancing bear business. Yes. I'm not falling into the dollars per hours trap because here I'm actually really getting paid to vet a client, to understand their business well enough, to build the relationship deep enough to actually be able to, to solve challenges and prove the value that I can bring, which I do a half day consult, which is four hours. Some people do a full day, but within even a full day, you can't possibly solve all the challenges. You yeah. can create a strategy by which yeah. they will solve. Yeah. Um, and so then you say at the end, usually, and I'd say it's about 80% of the time, the people that have invested in themselves to do this will say, how do I get you to come in and be part of my company? Correct. That is an invitation to yes. equity, yeah. which is the best, right? Because yeah. then it leads to the rest of the conversation. They're literally inviting you into ownership of their company. The other option, the 20% of the time, if it's something that I'm interested in, then I'll say, how did you feel about the session that we did today? 
oh, I thought it was great. It was fantastic. You know, super helpful. What kind of value do you think that will bring to the company? I think it's going to be ten millions of dollars. Blah 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 blah. blah. What would you think about having me available to do that on a regular basis as an owner of the company with you? And then that leads to, I didn't even think that was possible. Not anything is possible. It's or yeah. once in a while, it'll be, I don't think I'd be comfortable with that right now. It's totally cool. Yeah. But what's interesting about that is almost all of the not comfortable nows become later opportunities because they know it's an opportunity well they see yeah, yeah, that, the value. that they got they got uh breakthroughs from the time that we spent yeah. together and then they go back into the environment that has the whirlwind of all the things that are rotating around them stopping them from doing the things that they need to do and they want help to implement and fully get the value of the breakthroughs yeah, I love it. I love it. So I want to I want to get to the uh, parts of how and why they give you equity, like case study wise. And so everyone uh, can hear that. Um, I want to like go sideways real quick to talk about why that this is your favorite model for accumulating wealth, yep. why it has the potentially the highest point of leverage of almost anything. Mm -hmm. And I had some breakthroughs that I'll I'll bring up if you don't hit on them, but can you share with um, our viewers, like why is investing in themselves in learning this uh, process, the consulting for equity process and understanding it? Cause it's a simple process. It's, it's probably, I think, I think one of the biggest mistakes that we have of our students right now is everyone complicates it. They get, yeah. they get really complicated. So why is it, why are you so attractive, attracted to it? And why do you believe it's like the highest form of leverage for people? Why I'm so attracted to it is that I think that the, like effectively when you are doing it this way, mm -hmm. you are leveraging your experience, knowledge, and contacts in a way that allows you- That to, you've accumulated. Correct. Yes. Which allows you to invest. Yeah. That is the capital you bring to the deal in exchange for ownership in other businesses. So I have an unlimited checkbook to invest. I'm not constrained in my ability to invest by the dollars that I have available. That's pretty magical right there. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, you know what's really good right now? Why don't you explain that again? Because I see, I think most people, most business owners, including myself, have made the mistake of my businesses are doing so good. So now I have cash that I need to go invest. And you said something to me before, after I made a horrible investment, you said, and cause I was like, well, Roland, why do you not invest uh, cash? Like how are, like, and it was, it was just so everyone understands. I was trying to understand like Roland's brain. And cause um, you said something really smart. You said making money's, uh, making money like takes a, it takes a while to understand how to learn how to make money. But, and once you start learning how to make money, Making money is not that hard, but, but it's, it's very, very easy, easy to lose. Yeah, it's hard you to keep it. That. It's hard to keep it. Yeah. So do you mind repeating, like you said, you have unlimited, you have unlimited resources, but what do you mean by that? Yeah, so, so the cash for equity trap. The cash for equity trap, we gotta write that down. It's like the one. dollars for hours yes, trap. Yes, yes, yes. The cash for equity trap is, and I, and I get this a lot with oh. people when we're teaching people how to acquire with uh, no money out of pocket, is that, Hey, I've got, I've got some cash in my pocket. And the way that one goes about buying stock in the stock market, the one that you, the way that you invest is you give cash in exchange for equity slash stock 
in companies. That's what we all do. That's the stock market. Tens of millions of people do it every single day, hundreds of millions of transactions. So that's what we think you do to do that. But you don't have to do that because what businesses are looking for. And you're hoping for what type of return? By the way? You're hoping for, I mean, in the stock market, 8% to 10%, you know, over a long period of time is the historical average return. Real estate, the historical return is between 10 and 14%, right? I mean, it's, I, I, and I don't forget what Buffett gets, you know, it's, it's a bit higher, but it's not yeah. crazy, crazy high. Well, here's what's cool. If instead of cash, you understand that what businesses are looking for is capital, then you can invest capital in businesses for an ownership in the business. Well, so then we say, okay, well, what is capital? Capital is assets and resources, right? So that means that capital could be an asset called cash, yeah. But it could also be an asset called your intellectual property, your brain, your connections, your knowledge, other resources that you're able to bring of value, capital is of value, to the entity, to the corporation, to the business that you are dealing with. So what we have in our pockets when we come to the table where we have the opportunity to have an investment in a company is cash. But cash is not the only asset that we have in our pockets, yet it's the one that we reach for every single time. Correct. So when we have no more cash to give, we are out of capacity to invest, we believe. But it's not true. That's the lie, right? The lie is you've got to have cash to get ownership in companies. Right, yeah. the, the truth is that any resource that's of value to them, a smart company is going to say, I will give you some ownership in the company for that resource. And I would say, can I interrupt you there? Because we were talking about cash. I think the other trap is that, well, if I don't have the cash, if I'm not investing cash, I need to give sweat equity. Right. Which you're saying, no, you can leapfrog all that. You could time collapse all that. Correct. Because you're, you've already accumulated uh, a network of people, uh, a capital of, maybe it could be a service. Like you, you have that network built out or you're building it out. Yes. Yeah. And that capital is not a liquidating resource. Yeah. That's not like cash you pull in and you have $1,000 in your pocket yeah. and you give $500, you have liquidated 500, converted it into something else. Your relational capital that you've got with all of the relationships that you've had over all the years, that doesn't go away. You don't spend that. Correct. When you connect people and, and in exchange for those connections, you receive an ownership interest, you still are connected to those. So why don't, why, what's the argument to like, hey, I have this resource over here. I just want to get paid 10%. Like where you, it's, you know, it's the whole, like I'm a middleman guy. Yeah. So what is the fallacy? And I, I know there's probably certain contexts where that is good. But then why do you skip past that? You, you have a frame on this that I thought was, is really brilliant. Have you, have you ever sold a house using a real estate broker? Yes. Were you super excited about paying them the five or 6% that you pay them of the gross value of your home to connect a buyer with you? I mean, like super excited. Like, if I really looked at what we actually paid about it, yeah, yeah. you felt really good about it. <laughs> Are you teasing? Yes, because I don't. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. People hate brokers. Yeah. Because it's such a transactional value addition, and the compensation of a percentage is abhorrent to us. Like we, it's, it's, you know, I hate it. Yeah. I don't want to pay. You know, I have a house and it's worth a hundred thousand dollars and. 
gross value and maybe I've got a loan of 90,000 on it, so I've got 10,000 in equity, and I'm gonna pay you a 5% commission, $5,000 on the gross value when my equity is 10,000. I'm gonna give you literally 50% of the equity in my home, you son of a, you know, so I, it, it, I'm gonna be mad about that. It immediately creates the, how do we edge this person out yes. of the deal? Yeah. So we're not sitting on the same side. You don't like them, you have a conflict yeah. of interest, you wanna get rid of them as fast as you yeah. can. You, I mean, I get people all the time, they're like, how do I cut the broker out of the deal? I'm like, you don't, yeah. don't do that, that's wrong. Um, so find off-market deals that don't have brokers. But, um, but, Repeat your question so that everybody's current. Well, no, that so was that just, I, I, could just, I was just going through, like, I could hear one people going like, oh, that's kind of like that, but this is not. Well, here's, here's the difference. So, so if I were to, and, 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 um, and so my advice to people is that don't be a broker because you will be hated, okay? Mm -hmm. You'll be reviled and hated. So don't do that. Instead, why don't you think about how can I actually add value beyond the connection, yeah. right? So if all you're going to do in a transaction is connect person A to person B and you want a fee for doing that, then you know that's fine. If that's how you make your living, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but just understand, people aren't gonna really be happy about that. You're not gonna be making a lot of friends and you're ultimately gonna get cut out of deals and the next deal they do together, the you can pretty much count on they're not gonna deal with you. Uh, they might stop paying you after a while if you thought that was gonna be a lifelong deal. Instead of that, just connect and leave. Why not figure out how can I actually add value? Because they, if they're asking you for help there, they have other issues that they have other uh, networks they need to be plugged into. Or yeah. they don't know, like you know, yeah. how to really get the full advantage of the relationship that they will have with that person. Yes. Maybe they don't know how to deal with them and negotiate the best deal to start with, but also they probably don't know the full value that that person could bring in the relationship that they're already going to pay for. And so if you can create additional value above that, then you can arbitrage the value of that one-time transactional relationship into ownership in the company. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so let's, I want, I have two really quick follow-ups on that. So as far as like, one of the things you said a few minutes ago about why, and this is why it's so important to understand that, the consultation, like one of the mistakes that people have is, hey, I, I get equity in people's companies. And so they're just getting equity in people's companies but one of the things you said that was great about with Consulting for Equity, the model, you get paid to vet potential partners. Right. And that's a different way of thinking. Yeah. Can you go through like what criteria you're looking for in partnerships and the type of clients who should hire you and the ones that you know your clients in Consulting for Equity should be looking for? And I'll chime in my thoughts after you give me your filters on that. Yeah, it's a great question because you should be asking that right no matter what. And it does really apply to everyone. So for me, I don't want, I, I don't, I'm not really that interested in, I'm not using the upfront fee that I charge to make a living, right? I'm, I'm good. Um, I'm using it as a filter and I'm using it so that um, I can be sure that the people take advantage of the thing that I share with them so that they'll actually do it so they have skin in the game. So if you're looking for that to make a living, then you might have a different philosophy. Um, but I won't take a client for paid consulting that I don't think that I don't think is interested in exiting their company. So they have to want to sell at some point. Because that's also one of your unique abilities, and it's another payday for everybody to look yeah. at it. Yeah, and um, and also that um, that I believe 
there is an opportunity to have equity in their company. So I think if I talked to somebody and they said, I'm never gonna sell, I don't ever want any partners ever. I've had so many bad relationships with partners. I sued the last 12 I was with. I'd be like, okay, we, we definitely aren't gonna be partners. Yeah, yeah. And I would say, you know, uh, let me refer you to my friend, you know, uh, Mike, <laughs> you know, somebody else. But um, that to me, the criteria is that it needs to be a big enough business that I can have transformational impact on the business. So if it was a business doing $100,000 a year, I wouldn't be able to help it very much in the way that I'm looking to. It wouldn't be big enough for me to be interested in having an ownership in and, um, and so I probably wouldn't take them as a client. But if it's a, you know, if it's a business that's doing a half a million or more in profit, uh, then they're at least in a position, that's probably the lowest level at which I would be able to have the impact I'd want to have because I charge a lot for that initial half day. Yeah. And um, I want to be sure that if I'm taking, say, because I'm, I'm usually looking for a 10 to 50% equity in a company. So if I got 10% equity in a company that's earning a half million dollars a year, I'd make $50,000 a year from that. Yeah. And then if we sold it at a multiple of 10, it would sell for $5 million and I'd get paid 500,000 after having invested some time and effort. It's probably not worth it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so it's gotta be enough that it makes sense. So wherever your level is, I would say, pick the level using that analysis I just did and say, if I was to get 10% of this, and I had 10% of the income currently and 10% of the current income times, let's say five, yeah. then would that make it worth me doing whatever the services I yeah. want to do? That's the screen. And, um, and if they're willing to invest in themselves by paying the upfront and they're willing and the numbers make sense to you and they're open to selling and they're open to the potentiality of if you razzle dazzle frazzle delight and surprise them saying, yes, I would, I would be open to having a partner then to me, it's a client. Yeah. Yeah. And just to kind of button up on that, just so everyone understands, like one of the mistakes a lot of coaches or consultants make is they go for the people who are going to say yes to consulting because they win give equity because it feels good to get the deal. But you really want to have a business that has momentum, that's, that's generating customers that where you can come in and using some of our frameworks on and leveraging the back end, front end, add these other network values, they're ready to, to you know, exponentially grow based on that. Yeah. Um, I want you to talk a little bit about the idea of why you like selling companies um, as a wealth uh, accumulation tool rather than just trying to get paid transactionally. Sure, so I don't know any way to build wealth faster than selling companies because the way that we earn money is from the profit of the businesses that we have. Yeah. So if I make a million dollars a year off my business, I make a million dollars a year. That's great, love it, wonderful. But businesses sell for multiples of those profits. So if let's say that this business, the average private equity fund right now is paying over 15 times profits, which we define as EBITDA, earnings before interest, yeah. taxes, appreciation, amortization. Uh, if, if those companies are selling, let's just say at 10, because that's an easy multiple, but it's just so you know, that's less than the average that companies are selling for now. Wow. So that million dollars in income, I get paid in a day, the day that we sell the business, 10 years of profits. So I would have to, had I held on to that company, continue 
continue to work for 10 more years. With the hopes the market, that everything stays the right. same. Hopefully everything stays perfect. I mean, you know, hello, it doesn't, right? Yeah, it, yeah. So, um, so here's what's really cool is if I think about selling that business and now I've got 10 years of income in this year and my buddy held on to their business and they've got a million, but I reinvest half of that. I've got 5 million in my pocket. I've got 5 million that goes into a new business. And I sell that business three years later for 10 times. Yeah. Well, then in a period of three years, I've made 22 years worth of income. If I get to the point where we're, we are now, where I'm selling a business about once a quarter wow. and I'm selling it 10 times, I'm making 40 years of income every single year. After 10 years, I made 400 years of income. I mean, that's pretty magic. And that's without talking about leverage. Because if I'm using leverage to buy my new business because I'm only putting 20% down, yeah. I, it, the numbers get to be actually kind of comical. Yeah. Well, and I think that's one of the things that every, you know, I guess we can skip to like, well, who should be thinking of this consulting for equity model like and to exit model? Because we, we glossed on it a little bit um, and the logical thought, and this is a mistake I made, right? So we had, just so everyone understands, I had a business where we were helping dentists. We had hundreds of dentists in our program. I did that for 10 years, right? Sold a division of it, right? Didn't get any equity, didn't get any licensing ongoing with any of those dental offices or any of the patients that came in or any device companies or any, you know, like, I mean, let me, let me count the ways or any of, of the rich, yeah. <laughs> Made a lot of people, yeah, a lot of money. Um, and then in the supplement space, we were in the supplement space for years, mentored a lot of guys in the supplement company. And at the time I didn't realize I was doing consulting, but I never realized that I should have been cutting deals with the manufacturers, the, and, and getting paid, even if it was 15 cents per bottle for right. everyone I referred to them, right. you know, that would have paid off a lot of college tuitions, right. but I didn't have that mindset. I always thought, oh, that's, you know, I don't, I don't need to do that. Or I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe stuck in the it just doesn't occur to you it doesn't occur to you you're caught in the world what you're like this is how we do business yes yes yeah like when you go to invest in a company you think, you think i've got to have cash yeah so and then but the other thing that came to my mind before i even asked the question was the other thing that that um you and i were talking about even growing one of our companies and you're like well i'm not opposed to go and acquire some of these uh sites or things rather than building them right and i think a lot of people are stuck in a trap where hey my business is growing I don't want to do consulting. Uh, we got to scale our business. So they start hiring more people and they grow horizontally with some vertical hope. But that's usually where a lot of uh, chaos complexity comes in right. instead of maybe uh, getting paid through consulting for equity. So now you got partnerships. So um, I guess I, I want to ask this question because I know I could ramble on this, but who specifically, who would you recommend like when we look at like a lot of your clients, and I'm gonna ask for some case studies here in a second, but when you think of like some of your best clients who are using this model, doing this model, or you're doing it with, um, who should be doing consulting for equity? You know, I, th I think the key is that you have the capital, right? The capital intellectually. Intellectually. So, so meaning that if you have something that, if you're B2B, so okay. B2C, business so, to business, yeah. right? Because you, you don't get to take equity in people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're working on that. No. Um, so, um, so it's got to be B2B. The metaverse is here. Yes. You know, somebody is. So if you're providing some sort of help that is valuable to businesses and they are paying you, 
for a service yeah. that you have or for connections that you have, then you're ideally positioned. If you're a speaker, an author, an expert, a service provider of any kind, it could be an accountant, an attorney, you know, any of yeah. those things that provide value to businesses, then that makes sense, right? That that's something well, that and specifically great. we have people that are they do conversion rate optimization. Yes. They do email social rate, marketing. they do email inboxing, yeah. they do different yeah, social media. They're yeah. providing uh, revenue generating services. Yeah. Any business service. Any business. Any business service. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Our buddy Vinny Fisher, uh, back office accounting with Fully Accountable, and he's got equity in businesses that he works with, you right. know. Um uh, what about SaaS companies? SaaS companies also. And, and so like we, uh, I had a client that came in, it was actually kind of interesting because I had a client that came in because he said, you know, Roland, I'm, I'm stuck at seven figures and I, I, I make a million dollars a year in profit from my company. And I haven't figured out how to break that because I have to work so hard to create that money he's in the machine providing yeah. yes he's he's in he's in that machine and um and so we i said well let's take a look at the business model and then let's talk about what you're doing and could you actually take equity in other companies and he's he's like well there's a there's a webinar software company that uh exists right now that they've put a ridiculous amount of money into but they don't know how to access all the people I know. So, yeah. so you know the exact customer market that these people want. Yes. And you know how to make them more money because he makes most of his money doing webinars, by the way. So why don't you get an interest in that company, an ownership interest? And you have that. Now you've got equity in that company and then you connect them. You do a webinar for them. And all those webinars that you do now, yeah, yeah, yeah. not only are selling the stuff that you're yeah. selling and you're still getting paid what you're getting paid before, but now you're actually building value in this webinar company. And um, so we had a conversation during the consult. We reached out, because I do a lot of hot consults where we'll basically say, okay, you need to talk to this person right now. Yeah. And I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll connect them or I'll say, you need to get them on the phone right now. And so he got the guy on the phone and um, we put together a deal on the phone to acquire 67% of the webinar company. Wow. Zero dollars because they valued his reputation that he'd built up, the equity that he'd built up in his brand, his personal brand, yeah. to be able to do that. And then he turned to me and he said, would you take half of that? Actually, thanks for saying that. Thanks for saying that because actually I was gonna bring that up saying like, here's what's interesting, is some people are going like right now, they're saying, hey, but I don't know, I, I know a guy who could, generate customers and I know a software company, but I can't do what he's doing and I can't do what they're doing. They're forgetting that they just figured out the A, they're, yes. they're the B in the, the middle. They're the A plus B equals C right. and you were the B there. You right. were the connector in that. Right. And I always say, because yeah. that's kind of the heat of the euphoria of, yeah. I just got 67% of a company, you know, yeah. is as I said, are you sure? that you want to do that. Where do you see the value that I can add? Now I do that for two reasons. One is I don't want them to get buyer's remorse right. and say, I'm sorry that I gave Roland equity in the deal. Cause if they said that I would give it back and I don't want to have invested time and then give it back. Right. Uh, so uh, the second reason is that I want them to rearticulate the value to both themselves and the other person yeah. that they see that I bring to the deal. So that's, that's, to me, the, the way you do that, right? So that was a really, to me, a really good example of somebody that had never thought about their business model 
as having established that brand equity that they could then use to get equity in other companies. Yeah. And uh, one of a uh, friend, mutual friend of ours, uh, Kent Clothier. I was going to bring him up, so yeah. I'm glad you did. Yeah. We were sitting at a uh, at an event that we did. So I one of the things that. Uh, will do is uh, I'll go to people who have audiences already and I'll say, how about if we make some event or something like that available to your audience and we, you know, we split the profits from that. Well, that gives me access to people's audiences that they've built up that I didn't have to build up, plus the credibility of coming in with their arm wrapped around. I think that's a writer down, or if you're watching this and listening to this, like write that down, like who's the audience of your ideal customers and who has the credibility that you can borrow their, right. their co-brand or co-credibility. Co you're right. getting your, you're borrowing their credibility and trust with the audience. Right, exactly. It's genius. And, um, and so if you get, that's the mafia introduction. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With me, you know, yeah. Yeah. All right. with this guy. Yeah. So, so we were sitting there and I was delivering a event and, and I was talking about this and in particular, one of the strategies that we have is how do you get equity in companies that you're sending a lot of business to? So a lot of us send a lot of business. You sent, you just mentioned it, right? In the dentist uh, thing. You sent, in the supplement. sent a ton of business to those guys, right? So if you had gone to those people that you were sending a lot of business to on the reg and said, you know, I've noticed I send you a ton of business. And, um, and I started thinking to myself, that I should really have a business like yours. And so then I started thinking, you know, well, do I want to start one or maybe I should just buy one? And I was like, well, I should talk to Ed first because I, I'm already sending Ed a ton of business and you're probably afraid I'm not going to continue to do that at some point. What if I don't? And you're That's like, right. well, I never thought about that, That's but right. now I'm a little concerned about it. So then um, I say, so why don't you just give me equity in your business? in exchange for me not only continuing to refer you the business that I'm referring you, but also what if I actually thought I'm accidentally sending you that business. It's incidental to my business right now. I'm not thinking about that as a profit center. If I think about your business as a profit center too, imagine how much more I would yeah, likely do. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good reason for you to give me equity in your business. So I was telling this to the group and I see Kent just disappear from the conversation. And he's like texting on his phone and texting on his phone. And it's like, he's gone, he's gone from the conversation. And so about 45 minutes later, we took a break and I was like, man, is everything okay with the family? And you know, so you looked like you were, you know, and he's like, I am so pissed. He's like, why didn't you tell me this before? He's like, I just texted six of the people we work with and I got equity in three companies already. Wow. I was like, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but the light bulbs, the light bulbs went off, and in his market specifically, he started looking at how he can vert vertically and horizontally start building partnerships. Yeah. Because he, instead of just starting, and this is where a key point of growth is, instead of going out and building yourself and taking on all that risk, you're just leveraging. Be there, and yeah. and the thing is, is that that it already exists. So a lot of what we are doing, very few of us are creating Google. Correct. Very few of us are inventing something that's new. So there's a good chance that the business that we are in is already out there and we are a me too business. We have our own personal brand. We have our own way of doing the things that we do, but there's somebody teaching somebody how to do everything already. Yeah. Right. Shakespeare said, I think there's only seven plots, right? There's only yeah. so many things that exist. Yeah. So why create from scratch again and again and again, when the effort of other people has already done that, yeah. 
way more than enough for you yeah. to tap into. And one thing for I anything. But I think um, one thing people uh, always wonder about, you have two categories. You have people that have a lot of clients already. So part the easy flip, even though it takes massaging and you have to like get your head wrapped around it, is how do you turn your existing flow into um, this new model, mm -hmm. right? But I, I think just like from you, like, and then you have people that are brand new into consulting. So we provide tools and matrixes to create a world-class consulting experience. So the delivery is, is five-star. Mm -hmm. So you, like, let's pretend that's already taken care of, right. but everybody wants clients mm -hmm. and everyone wants better clients. So do you want to talk a little bit about getting your ideal dream client and how your brain goes about it? And then I'll share a little bit about how I think about it. Yeah, because there, there are so many ways to do it. The, the thing is, is that um, a lot of us don't realize that we already have mm -hmm. lead flow and pipeline that we just don't understand is lead flow and pipeline. Yeah. So everybody who like, I, uh, I used to kid people because they would, I, there a lot of people will come up to you after you talk at a conference or you know, you've, uh, you've been in a mastermind or a meeting or something. They're like, hey, can I pick your brain? And, and to me, it just, I don't know wh where that came from, yeah. but it sounds, I'm like, you know, it sounds really painful and it should probably be illegal, but, but I didn't really like it that much when people said it. Uh, and it was a thing that I was like, you know, I, I like helping people, but I just, you get overwhelmed. Like if you speak and 50 people come up around you, yeah. then you can't possibly help them Correct. with any depth. Yeah. Um, and they're going to tell you a their problem in great detail while the other 49 people are there yes. tapping their you know, yeah. feet. So um, what, I, what I finally did was when I said, I'm going to create a filter of investing in themselves and them having skin in the game by saying that it costs money to have me yeah. spend that time, it turned for me all of those people into, pros into prospects instead of uh, people that I couldn't help or that were even annoying sometimes, it became, well, I want people to want to. And it wasn't their fault they were being annoying. It just was yeah. like you were getting bombarded, but you wanted to help them. That's actually why you got burnt out by doing Correct. It. You were helping out yeah, so many people. It wasn't that they came and said, can I pick your brain? The, the annoying thing was that I would tell them, yes. yeah, okay, what do you got? And they'd say this, and I said, do this, 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 and this. And then they'd go off and then I'd see them a year later yeah. and they'd say, hey, can I pick your brain? And they'd ask me the same daggone question. And so it was like, well, you're, you know, I'm not giving you what you need because you're not able to take what I'm, so I got to figure out a structure by which you will feel the pain enough to take action, yeah. which I think is the investment. So that then they say, well, I paid, you know, Roland to ask me, you know, ask him these questions. And then he gave me the answers. Now, if I don't do it, I, I'm kind of a dummy. Yeah, there's something about putting skin in the game and, and making an internal unconscious yeah. commitment that I'm going to get something done. So every, can I pick your brain, every message that you get on LinkedIn, Facebook, social media, everybody that walks up to yep. you, every yep. uh, meeting that you go to, every person that you meet, every party that you go to where it's, what do you do? I do this. What do you do? Oh, well, I have a question about that. Yep. All of those got a minutes. Can I buy you lunch? Can I buy you coffee? Can I, uh, uh, take you to dinner? Can I uh, ask you a question? Do you consult? And can I pick your brain? Becomes a potential client. Yeah. That's what's so cool about that. So you've got, and I'll, I'll ask when I speak, I'll say, you know, how many of you have had somebody say, can I pick your brain? Or can I get advice from you in the last 90 days? And almost every Everybody. hand goes up. Yeah. So we all have knowledge, skills, and experience that other people want to tap into. And so to turn that into 
client flow is as easy as having something that you can say Correct. to every single person that yeah. asks you those, those questions. questions. Yeah. Now, let's say, okay, so just like, I'll share a little bit on myself. Like, yeah. if I was going to start consulting or uh, on a specific topic, I, I'm the type, I prefer to do an interview like this or a podcast or a piece of content, post it, drive my ideal client there, whether it's organically through uh, tagging people, emailing them or running Facebook ads, LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn is actually interesting. I know people spam the hell out of it, but you don't have to do that. You, there's so much, there's so many better ways to look for a core influencer who has your audience and then find a way to create value for them and get introduced to everybody. Like, and I usually, I, I like Colin, I know you do the same thing. Like you provide insight to that marketplace that's unique and different. And all of a sudden they come flying at you. So the, the, do you have any favorites in that? I do, but I want to, I just want to point out first. So the challenge, cause you like doing that better because you know how to do it. Yeah, and my personality. Most people don't know how to yeah, do it. So, so. Most people haven't done it. And so I, what I like about really taking, just being aware that there are people who, who value you at least enough to say, can I pick your brain? Can I ask you a question? Can I consult? Um, tells you that you have a market. Yeah. Now, putting up content scares a lot of people. A lot of people don't, they look at themselves on video and they're like, I hate the way I look on video. I hate the way I sound on audio, you know, um, or they're like, I don't know what to talk about. Um, or they're like, I don't know how to build a funnel. I have to hire somebody. And then they'll also get lost in the getting ready for getting ready to get ready to get ready to get in business. And they never do one of those things. So what I want to do is say, how do you do that? How do you shortcut all of that right off the bat? You literally can do it today by just going back 90 days and all your messages, all your texts, all, all your DMs and saying, how many times have I been asked for anybody to give advice? Yeah. And then I can start doing that. And if nothing else, it just will convince you that you've got people out there that value what you have knowledge wise enough to ask you for advice. Now, maybe none of them will pay you for it, but that's where you start. You know, but here's this thing on that. Like, you know, one of uh, my friends was going through a business transition like a lot of people who end up in our, our, like, you know, this is a transition. I want to add this new, new service to our business. And they started, they took like their old, like whether it was 100, 300 or 500 of their past clients, friends, whomever. And they started emailing monthly and sending out a simple postcard. And it was filled with like, Hey guys, happy. uh, Let's just say it's happy July. I'm making this up. It's not July right now, but Hey, it's middle of summer. Here's three things that are working in our business. Here's from a client. And then underneath it was PS, if you need a free 15 minute uh, business breakthrough, which you can't really do anything in 15 minutes except identify a problem and can you solve it for me? And he is so busy with his little workshops and his consulting business. And that's, there's zero paid advertising in that. That's just farming your existing relationship. I think that's really great. I like that kind of stuff to start because can complexity in that. Well, so, you know, I recommend you start a podcast. I do, but starting a podcast has a lot of points of failure for you to get started. I don't understand the technology. I don't know what a podcast is. I don't know how do you host it. I don't know how do you record it. How do you edit it? Where's the music going to come? And all that kind of stuff. Uh, Kept me from doing it for you. If you look at, let's take something super simple. You can go on Facebook right now and look at all your friends who just had a birthday in the last week 
send them all an email with your PS saying like, like you have this in your, like, you know, your, your business card on the, like your business, like, Hey, are you looking for 12 ways to grow your business? Right. Or, uh, you know, can I help you with your uh, taxes? Right. Whatever your thing might be, you yes. know, do you need help with getting your uh, deliverability? Yes. Holy cow, Joe, I didn't know you do that. Right. Exactly. Wow. Well, this is how we work. Yeah. Right. Ah, yeah. man, we can help you. Yeah. 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 Cool. I like that stuff. I uh, recommend that all the other stuff is. But so you're saying like, I mean, really just for our listener and viewer, like that if you listed out the 12 simple things to organically take your existing database or like or friend network go one tier out of that and you start just letting people know what you're doing creating you know we have a system for doing this but that could be good enough to have a thriving consulting business absolutely and you know it depends like like that's the other cool thing is so at, at this point i don't want more than one or two I know you don't. I know. <laughs> We've talked about this. Yeah. So, so I charge yeah. I charge twenty five grand for four hours. That's great. Um, and so if I do two of those, that's six hundred thousand dollars a year, um, which is great. But it's not what I want to do to make right. money. What I want is I want to choose carefully yeah. the two people so that while I like the six hundred thousand. What I get really excited about is the 30 or 40 million in equity, yeah, right? And so I'm picking very, very uh, carefully. Yeah. And so what it's kind of like when we teach people how to acquire businesses for no money out of pocket, we have people who go out and buy 14 businesses the first month. And it's like, well, you can't work you can't 14. Work. I mean, you know, I couldn't do it. I don't know. You know, I hadn't seen anybody be able to do it. But you're a kid in a candy store. You're like, this and this and this and this. And so when you start this, and you say, okay, now I've got all these people who have paid me to consult. That's good. That's maybe new income for you, and that's fun. Um, but then as those start turning into equity deals, you have to be careful because you'll get so many deals that then you won't be able to take advantage of the once-in-a-lifetime deal that I say comes along three or four yeah. times every year. But how do you – so what's some of the misconceptions about getting equity rather than going through all the different deal structures? Because um, we keep it pretty simple. But what are the misconceptions on it? I think it's that um, that you, number one, it's that it's even possible. The, I think the, a misconception is that it's cash for equity and that's the only way you get equity. Yeah. Or I work for a big company maybe that has stock options, yeah. you know, a plan, a formalized plan. Um, the truth is that equity is available to anyone, anywhere, anytime, in any company, in any structure, because all you have to do is show that you have the value, but you also have to ask, yeah. right? Or be asked. Yeah. So I think that the, that's the first thing is not even knowing that it's available. Then I think it's, well, I don't know how to do it. It's got to be super complicated. And there's somebody told me the other day that they couldn't get equity in a company. They were told they couldn't get equity in the company because it was too complex and the company was set up so that no one could grant equity. And I was like, well, that's just not legally possible. You know, so I have the benefit of being a recovering attorney. I know it's very simple to issue equity. There might be covenants that require more than one person in the company to agree to it, but it can be done, right? So if you've got something that the company values enough, then it's just stating the case and saying, what I've got to give is worth this. The next is that they don't know how to know how much to get. And there are ways to calculate it. One of the simplest would be, 
the company, figure out what the company's valued at. So the company's valued at a million dollars. The thing that I'm going to do is worth a hundred thousand. That's what I'd normally charge. If you were to hire me to do this over the period of time, I'm going to do it. You divide a hundred thousand by a million. That means 10% of the value of the company is what I would pay to buy into the company. Only I'm going to buy in with the services that I've got instead of yeah. cash. Right? Yeah. So like those to me, how do I get out? Am I going to be stuck in the company forever? Well, you can build in a put option uh, so that you have the right to get the people to buy you out at a certain time at a certain price in the future. You know, any of the things that you can think of are, are pretty easy to deal with. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Okay, cool. So people can follow you at Roland Frazier on all your social forward slash Roland Frazier everywhere, everywhere. Right. And so by the time this video is out, we will have our consulting for equity, Instagram everywhere. And if people have questions, they can go to consultingforequity.io, which is our site. And um, we are obviously doing the masterclass. Now, the one thing I just wanna share really briefly is that the whole purpose of us doing the masterclass is that when Roland and I were talking about how do we help people do this, it, it really covers the three frameworks of get clients, get paid, and get paid ongoing, um, and get equity. And so that if the equity part doesn't work out, the vet doesn't work out, well, you got paid. You didn't get free advice and you didn't walk away. And um, you can scale in multiple ways. Is there any last uh, pieces of advice you'd want to give or last benefits? Just, you just that it's, it's truly life-changing when you have the breakthrough. I, I had somebody that sent me a video day before yesterday, and he was so excited because he had just done his first deal four weeks into the program. Wow. And, um, and I know how he felt because I remember the first time that I did it. And yeah. it's like, you can kind of tap into it. It's just like, you're so, you're just so excited at the possibility, like a whole new curtain has been opened and behind it is the ability, is, a, is an unlimited opportunity because now there isn't the constraint that you've been told all your life stands between you and having ownership in a lot of companies, mm. uh, that's completely gone once you get it. And you don't completely get it until you do the first deal. Yeah. But when you do, then all of the haze goes away and you get crystal clear, I could do this yeah. again and again and again. And there's really no limit to how many of these I can do. So whatever I have ever thought I wanted for myself or my family, Big I one. Can make that happen. Yeah. That is pretty powerful. Yeah, I love it. So I'm going to end it right there. Uh, thanks, everybody. On behalf of myself, Ed O'Keefe and Roland Frazier, uh, we appreciate you. And uh, Roland, thanks for having me here. Yeah. Uh, sharing your wisdom as always. So. Super fun. You've been listening to Business Lunch with Roland Frazier. If you're enjoying the show, let us know by subscribing and leaving a review. And for more information, go to businesslunchpodcast.com. Thank you for listening.